You are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM. 0614104107, that is our voice note line. You can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin Simpia. And remember, our studio line is 086-000-2032. So what are your predictions um, for the general elections that will be taking place next year? Um, do you think that the ANC will be pushed below the 50% plus one Um, mark or do you think that the ANC would actually still maintain its majority even if it means um, that its numbers would be dwindling its supporter base would be dwindling well there is a study by the Inclusive Society Institute which says it is highly unlikely that South Africa will get a coalition government at the national level it also says no opposition coalition can be ushered in in South Africa without um, the EFF this follows the organization GovDem poll um, undertaken in collaboration with Ipsos in November to December 2022. It says, while it is improbable for a coalition at the national government, it is different at provincial level and coalitions will be possible in three provinces, Gauteng, KwaZulu-Natal as well as the Western Cape. Daryl Swanepoel is the CEO of Inclusive uh, Inclusive Society Institute and now joins us on the line. Daryl, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. I want to start off here with the one around the provinces. Why would the Western Cape be included in um, a possible coalition? Well, it is quite possible, according to our figures, that uh, the uh, DA will not get an outright majority in uh, the Western Cape, um, but they will be able to quite comfortably put together a coalition, a DA-led coalition in the Western Cape. However, in Gauteng, that's a completely different story where um, the, the ANC uh, will be pushed down um, way below the, the 40% mark. So it may be possible to put a coalition government together in the Gauteng province. That said, as the statement says, uh, there is, it is highly unlikely that a coalition government will be able to be put together without the support of the EFF. And that means that you have to put is a this now is, is this now in the case of the ANC or in the case of the DA? Well, uh, if the, the ANC and the EFF will be able to put a coalition together in Gauteng, or the opposition together with the EFF will be able to put an opposition coalition together. We are focusing on what happens in the opposition. Mm-hmm. And in that case, we think that it'll be, um, it will not be a sound situation to have a mismatch of political parties in a coalition at the Gauteng provincial level. Because if you look at, for example, uh, the situation in Tswane, in Ekuruleni, in Johannesburg, it is, it is very, very unstable. And, uh, and if, if you were to put a coalition together with the EFF, the DA and the likes, in Gauteng, you would transfer what's happening in the in the municipal level. You'll transfer to the provincial level as well. Okay, now let's focus on a national level. Uh, looking at some of the probabilities, high probability is that the ANC will get fifty point fifty nine percent. What is this based on? Yes, well, we uh, we have done a poll, uh, an extensive poll. It's the largest poll that is done in South Africa through Ipsos. And uh, what, that, uh, what that shows is that um, depending on the voter turnout, um, between high, medium, and low voter turnout, the ANC hovers around the 50% mark. Now, that means it will be really pretty easy uh, for the ANC, should they fall below 50%, pretty easy for them to be able to find a partner 
to give them, to push them comfortably over the 50% mark to ensure an ANC-led uh, government at the national level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say this is the largest poll. How many respondents? Well, it's just under 3,600 done in, uh, in, across all, all nine provinces. Mm-hmm. And how do you, what, what type of questions would you be asking these respondents? And I also noticed that um, the, poll, the poll took place between November and December. And since November and December, of course, a lot of things have changed, including the outcomes of the ANC's elective conference and some decisions that have been taken at a later stage. And I know that you also make reference uh, to load shedding as well. Yes. Well, um, it took us some time to work out the probabilities because um, the first part of the questionnaire is which which party are you likely to support? But there are uh, there are a number of um, in, included in the responses a number of people that don't say who they want to support or that or they're not sure who they're going to support. Um, in, and therefore, we have to look at back questions. So we look at questions such as their trust in government. We look at their support for political leaders. There's a whole range of secondary questions, which is uh, worked into a formula to give you to give you an ultimate result as to how that undistributed portion must be allocated to the various political parties. That's step one. Step two is then to also look at uh, the probability. Of, um, of the voters coming out to vote. Um, and, and we know that if, uh, if there's a low voter turnout, then, um, then it is normally the opposition political parties that tend to come out in higher numbers versus, versus a high, high turnout. So there's a number of configurations that need to be made behind the scenes to come to that, uh, to come to that conclusion. Yeah. I did, sorry, Aldrin, I just want to say that you mentioned a very important point, and that is load shedding. Um, it is, uh, we have found, uh, that is if an election were to be held now, but we have found that nearly two-thirds of uh, the electorate have said, or the respondents have said to us that load shedding will influence their, uh, their thinking with regard to the voting. And up to 49%, I think it is, have said that it's going to, that they're definitely going to, it's definitely going to impact their voting. Yeah. And, and, and on the question around, the question around trust that is used to try and discern, um, um, I, I guess, which political party somebody would be voting for, how do you deal with that, considering that there are some parties that are not governing anywhere? Well, uh, we uh, we do. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's an ex, uh, a, quite an extensive um, exercise we do around trust in the country, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have found in that that um, the political party supporters themselves uh, do not trust other parties very much, but they also do not necessarily trust um, their own parties uh, um, um, conclusively. So there's there's a there's a there's a very high uh, trust deficit in the political environment at this point in time. Thank you so much for your time. Daryl Swanepoel is the CEO of the Inclusive Society Institute.